Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlson. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Wesley Adams. Hey there, Wesley. How's it going? Hello. Good to see everybody. Pleasure to meet you as well, sir. And what part of the world do you hail from, Wesley? Columbus, Ohio, uh, United States. I don't know if that matters or not, but beautiful exact area approximation. In Ohio. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, I, I live on the north side of Columbus. Um, so, yeah, just kind of the Midwest area. Very nice. Okay, so Wesley, that's the extent of the small talk. I want to get right into it. So, why don't okay. we begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I guess in the skinny, um, I usually like to say by day, I'm a uh, courseware developer, a creative director for an e learning company called Accelerate Media. And then by night and during the weekends, um, I work on the games. So uh, I actually helped to co-found a company called Multivarious Games. Uh, so traditionally, I'm a 3D animator, 2D animator. Um, I do motion graphics um, and help to lead the company in certain day-to-day uh, -day things. And then also, I also help to lead a uh, local game developer group called the Central Ohio Game Dev Group, or as we like to say, COG uh, for short. And uh, yeah, that's that's most of what I do. I get a lot of things here and there, but yeah, that's Fantastic. my day, day. All right, that gives us a lot to talk about. Uh, before we do that, though, I start every interview with a single question. So I'm going to ask you, just like I ask everybody else, on a scale of one to ten, ten being high. How weird are you, Wesley? <laughs> I mean, I guess if I'm being honest, uh, I guess it's weird that I do so many things, but I'm not really that weird. Uh, I, w I, I could be weirder. I would probably say like six because I like weird. So things that might shock people doesn't necessarily shock me. I, I love it. Bring it on. That's the kind of that's kind of my attitude. But I'm not technically weird myself. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. So Wesley, this is the Gamerpreneur podcast. And I know, yes, I know what you do for a living, but I need your gamer cred. When did you first start playing video games? Oh, wow. Uh, start playing is different than when I actually start experiencing them. Um, so I would say I started playing, uh, honestly, probably when I was like eight or nine but i've always watched my older brother play i was kind of over his shoulder when he played his like game gear sega sega game gear or you know game boy with with a little light over the head and he'd always be like quit getting so close it's like i can't see the screen you're playing pokemon um so traditionally like yeah i've played you know like my first thing was really uh this a sega cd uh, 32X, I used to play as Tails when my brother was playing for a while. And then uh, my, my true thing, the passion that got me into it was actually the Dreamcast when I played Shinmu. Um, believe it or not, it's, you may or may not know that, but it's kind of like, you know, a, 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 a guy, his father gets murdered and he's in uh, Japan and he goes around and try to find who his murderer was. But what was really cool about the game is it was in Japan, it looked it felt like you're actually there. I mean, definitely it's a lot better nowadays, but that's what got me into it is that you could explore a place you've never been to. So I really got into it just like, wow, games can really add a lot to it. So yeah, Sega Dreamcast was my tried and true first play, I guess I would say on my own. Um, and that's that's kind of where I got into like, man, I really want to do something with this. This is, this is a lot of fun. I love so. it. Okay, and what do you play today, if anything? Uh, oh, recently, I play a lot of indie games, to be honest. 
I'm I guess that's what makes me weird. I'm not the kind of person that's like all into like, you know, I I don't mind like Battlefield or Halo or whatever like, you know, some of the popular games. But I like indie games, so I actually am playing uh, a nice little indie game called Knights and Bikes. Um uh, I forget the main company. I think it's like Foam Sword or something like that. They were kind of sponsored by Double Fine. Uh, but it's a really cute story about like two kids meet on an island and uh, they're kind of almost opposing different characters, but they basically are trying to search uh, for hidden treasure on the island. Um, and so they kind of go exploring and using imagination to kind of go through and kind of discover things about the island as it's you know being unveiled to them. So. Yeah, Double Fine's got a lot of games, a lot of good games. Are they really considered indie anymore? No, no. But I say indie in the general sense. It's kind of more like the vibe. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of them are, you know, mixed between like just some of the the games that they help sponsor. I don't know if you're familiar, but they actually do kind of like like Kickstarter, where you do a crowdfunding campaign. They have a campaign now called Fig. Uh, so it's basically not just funding a game, but you also have the choice to do shares on a game. So a lot of the games that kind of come through that are really like what I would almost consider indie. Um, and they're trying to find a way to create a network to kind of bring people in who are, you know, starting off like small to indie to where they are at right now, which is pretty much AAA at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So. Wonderful. Uh, one more gaming related question, then we'll kind of go into like the preneur side of things. Sure. If you had to pick one game, Wesley, it's your all time favorite. Which one is it? Oh man. Uh, all time favorite. I always say this, it's a bit cliche, but Zelda Ocarina of Time is probably my all time favorite. It's really what got me into like, wow, like, you know, I can feel like I'm in a place and I'm kind of solving things and meeting people and kind of exploring around. I mean, I always like the Zelda games. Zelda is really my tried and true, but uh, Ocarina of Time, excuse me, is what got me into, to, you know, just excitement of what like, games can kind of bring. I so. remember that one because I remember like looking at Nintendo Power before it came out, right? Yeah. And, and it blew my mind when that, like that first scene where Navi comes in, like, yeah. like this game is gorgeous. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. So Wesley, um, let's move over to the preneur part. That's enough games for now. Uh, we'll talk more <laughs> other kinds of games, but um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your professional background and how did you end up where you're at today? Yeah. So um, I, I guess it was a deciding point in high school where I was deciding, you know, way back then, like, okay, do I want to do art? Do I want to do, um, computers like i was kind of trying to figure that part out and i really did i wanted to do art uh i, I honestly starting off i really wasn't thinking that i could make a bit you know a, a a business out of games um right i didn't know if i could make that a career but what it came out to be is you know i said okay well i want to pursue arts i love computers you know i got into like adobe photoshop and all this stuff and i was like i really like to do this i kind of get lost in it and so that's kind of where I was like, okay, so what I want to go to college in was uh, locally to Columbus, Ohio. There's a, an art school called um, the Columbus College of Art and Design or CCAD. So I was kind of dabbling in that. I said, well, if I didn't get into games, that's, I, had to be, I felt like I had to be realistic and be like, okay, if I don't get into that, maybe I can get into marketing or adding graph or something like that and um, build a business from there and see how everything else goes. And then 
late one night, I was working on a project in 3D modeling and I was really getting to these classes and I realized like for a whole day from like 8 a.m. till like 8 o'clock at night, I didn't even notice. I hadn't eaten all day because I was making this game in one of my classes, this 3D level, and I was just so entrophed into it. I'm like, man, I must really like this because this is something that I could really get into. And that's where I was like, you know, I got to do this because I know that for me anyways, like I always felt that passion can really drive whatever career you're in. So you really should listen to that because that might be like, if you're worried about where you're going at, just listen to your passion because I'm, I'm like 99% sure that it will lead you to where you want to be, where you need to be. So that's kind of where I went through there. Now, I will say that that's where I went into um, looking for places in Columbus. I actually was both looking when I got out of college for places in Columbus versus places outside of Ohio. Uh, obviously, Ohio um, back then, especially didn't have a lot of different companies or whatnot coming up. There are some now, um, that are kind of coming through the Midwest, but, um, you know, I went out to SIGGRAPH, uh, to, to get like interviews with like EA, uh, THQ, Ubisoft and whatnot, found some things here, but I just didn't feel like my portfolio was where it needed to be. So I, I, I hiked back to Columbus for a little bit as I tried to like, okay, maybe I could work on my portfolio, see what that looks like. And that's where I uh, met the Central Ohio Game Dev Group, or COG, um, and met a couple people there that wanted to start up a company. So from there, I went in and met a guy named uh, Devin Moore. Uh, he was looking to say, hey, I, I want to make a business out of this. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to you know, just kind of pull our bootstraps and kind of get this company going, coming from the ground up. I said, hey, this is what I want to do. So if you're really interested, I'll help you. So I met Devin, we started up a company, uh, we worked with a couple of folks at COG actually were interested too. Did that for a while. Uh, Devin was actually working at a local community college at the time. And after they graduated, they would kind of come in and work on projects with us. Um, eventually we built a business and we met a couple of folks and that's where I met uh, a couple of years down the road. We met with actually the, new, the current CEO um, and leading director, um, uh, uh, Chris Volpe, who is now helping the business side. He, that was his background. He was in the same boat. He wanted to help drive uh, the game industry in Ohio, uh, start up a company and all that. So he helped there. Um, so we kind of were working on games the last uh, six, seven years. We worked on a title called Hatchet, which is a mobile side-scrolling puzzle game about a little robot who goes in and uh, you have to s save Jurassic dinosaurs from going extinct and as you hatch them uh, they would have different puzzle mechanics with them and it was oh, it's a lot of fun if you ever get to check it out it's on um, iOS and Android but we did a, that game we got a current game we're working on but our big thing was just trying to drive game development in Ohio um, and so we also helped start uh, a, a game convention with a couple of folks called GDEX uh, which is a Midwest premier game developer expo to basically grab anybody that's working on games and uh, showcase them at an event. And we'd also bring in speakers. We would bring in folks that were like, had knowledge and like uh, say, you know, the business side or the, uh, you know, the, the legal side of how to start up a business, because those were a lot of the things people, when we're talking indie may not know a lot about. And so that was kind of the stuff we we're trying to demystify. Um, so yeah, and then basically 
through all of this, uh, my main job to kind of help pay the bills really has been when I got out of college, I actually worked, uh, my sister-in-law got me uh, a job at Accelerate Media, which is an e-learning company. And I said, hey, you know, this will work too, because it kind of helps feed that drive of inter interactive uh, development. Um, and it helped grow my career in terms of animation and motion graphics with different things kind of coming in and, and design. So I've been doing kind of both at the same time, more, I would say, uh, courseware development with Accelerate Media at this point. But yeah, driving, you know, COG and driving GDEX and driving Multivarious on the side as well. So that's kind of where I stand at now. How, how do you have any time in your day? Oh, I don't. I literally... Uh, just about an hour ago been looking at a house that we're closing so like it's been bonkers and you know i got stuff after this and but it's fun i mean i think like you got to manage things right like i think there's a point where you got to be like okay is this too much or not enough i mean actually the other thing i've done is like i i you know about a year or two ago i used to teach kids how to make games uh through a game company called game U. um and my passion has always been to kind of my drive is like helping people like in a sense of like learning what the ropes are and really honestly just giving people confidence to know that they can do it um i think that that's something that especially as indie developers or just people kind of coming into the industry really you know sometimes have a struggle with is like ah, i can't do this or that it says well if you think about it there are ways to do it and it's a heck of a lot easier nowadays uh, than it used to be, um, especially with like game engines that are making it easier, like Unity and Unreal. Um, you know, there's there's really no reason why you can't. So, okay. yeah. On on that note, Wesley, what are some of the common issues that indie developers are, are seem to have, or at least as they're coming to you with them? I think honestly, it's you know just kind of coming in. There's nothing wrong. I would almost say as a hobby to kind of just make your game or whatever. But if you're like, I want to sell this game. Well, then you need to plan for that. And I think you need to think about, okay, who's my target audience? Um, who, who am I making this game for? Uh, what, what resources do I need for this? How long do I want to do this for? And honestly, like, if you're going to, if you're going to sell it, you should make a, a, a company, an LLC of some sort and talk to the people that you're working with right out the get-go. Like, here's our expectations. Here's how, if we get, if we make money from this, like here's how the dividends will be, you know, separated out. Here's how the structure will be, and this is why we're doing it, right? You don't have to get too specific necessarily, but you just have to have enough to where if you do sell the game and it does well, or even if it doesn't do well, you know exactly where things are going. Because I think some folks get to that point and they're like, oh, well, now what do we do? Or, hey, we have a publisher over here who wants to buy our company or or fund us for like the next you know, one, two, three or four years or whatever, what does that mean? Like, how do we get there? And uh, and the, the cool thing is there's a lot of resources out there that can even give you that information. Um, you know, the IGA, IGDA chapter, the International Game Developer Association can help you with that. Um, there's a lot of resources online and even just talking to a lawyer can help you kind of set some of these things up. Um, so thinking of that first is not a bad idea because it also helps you prepare uh, what's to come ahead and get you thinking about things that, you know, when you need to sell a game, need to be thinking about anyways. Absolutely. So. Wonderful. Now kind of related to that, what, what are like the common causes of failure? So yes, they have to plan in advance, but once they've already, they're already in the trenches, so to speak, you know, what's caused the, the companies to go under, at least from your perspective? Yeah, I think <laughs> part of me says it's like, well, how far do you want to go? 
uh, I mean, definitely there's things in line where like if you get funding and you run out of money, like that could be a big thing. I mean, you know, we've kept afloat for a long time just because of perseverance. But, you know, I think, you know, there's there's failure and then there's like, you know, just thoughts of like, when do you want to stop in some instance? But at some point you need to think about where you're where you want to like how far do you want to go if it doesn't is it working out well and honestly that comes with with planning so i would say that a lot of times what causes you know i guess quote unquote failure which i i i don't want to take it as that word in, in general because failure i think is just a learning experience but um i think a lot of times it's just not thinking ahead like okay here's where we're at and i would almost call these like thermometer checks like every couple of weeks or months or whatever you have a thermometer check and if you don't have the thermometer checks and saying where are we at then you can't predict what's coming ahead so then you come out of nowhere and say oh shoot that six months worth of funding is out the window and we barely got anywhere well maybe you should have like taken a chance to look at where you were like the first week second week and figured that out um there's actually a couple of uh, double fine documentaries when they did um, Broken Age, that they have a whole back wall full of post-it notes, and they have, I mean, they they're related with their game, but they're not necessarily game mechanics. They're project management like deadlines, right? And what what they'll see is they say, okay, here's what we want to do. It makes sense for the most part that this is going to work, and they're like working at it, working at it, and then like couple weeks down the line they're like oh crap like this isn't going to work we need to scrap off this whole entire page and they're like ah like but our backers aren't going to like that and all this so they kind of have to weigh that out but but they know way ahead we're talking about years ahead that they're going to have to scrap some of this stuff and i think that's where like indies can kind of get into the weeds a little bit and not know that is that you have to be thinking down the line and it, you know it can be overwhelming especially for an indie company when it's just like you and a couple of your colleagues but you really gotta think ahead like about six months down the line and then have kind of a contingency plan if it's not going to meet that or change it to where you can be successful wonderful okay now wesley i want to talk a little more personally about you if possible because that's that's a fantastic overview of kind of how the industry works the ups and the downs sure. of it um but you you know you have an incredible, you know, thing going on here. You have, you know, not only a steady position, but you're also making games, you're helping other game developers, you're buying a house. Congratulations. Um, you know, there's so many people out there, millions and millions of people out there who would love to be in your shoes, but you managed to pull it off. So what is it about you? What makes you special or different or unique from all these other people who are just trying and aspiring or aspiring and, but you pulled it off. Well, and, and, here's the funny thing is like in some instance you know i'm always like did i pull it off i mean yes you say you you're, you're saying all these things too but i'm also like i'm still working at it um you know i think that you know there's a lot of things that makes us feel like okay you know i haven't gotten further enough i haven't gotten where i wanted to be honestly those things are fine if you just could plan ahead exactly what you wanted and you get exactly what you wanted like everybody would be in the same shoes and have a good time. But honestly, things evolve, right? Your 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 uh, interests change, your your goals change. What I would say is if there's things that you really want to do, just 
you have to kind of almost do self-inflection and tell yourself, I can do this. Even if I haven't gotten to where I want to be, what do I need to get, even just as small chunks, where do I need to get to the next section uh, in my life? So for me, um, you know, I, I came out of uh, CCAD as a 3D animator. I was like, oh man, I'm going to do level designs. I'm going to do character rigging. I'm going to do all this cool stuff. Uh, honestly, I haven't done that in a while, but I'm not like, feel like I'm a failure. I don't feel like I'm, you know, I don't even feel like, oh, I'll never do that again. Cause I love doing that. Uh, I'm just, you know, in, in my instance, I'm always like, okay, so what can I do next that would help pro propel me into the career that I want to be? So for me, um, and actually kind of carry this from what my professors used to say is, you know, try to get into when you're, when you have a job, try to get into a job that helps to support the career that you want to be. Don't worry that you're not in the career that you want to be. Honestly, if you're 30, if you're 40, you're 20 or whatever, like even further down, like you're okay. You have time. I think a lot of people feel like they don't have time, but you do have time. Just keep pursuing and try to get self-reflection to where you're at to you make sure you're going down the right right path. So what I would say is find the job that helps to support the career that you want to do. Um, if, if anything, that's kind of what I've been trying to do. So like, like I said, I'm in e-learning. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if that's going to be the job I'm going to have the rest of my life. But the cool thing is, you know, I'm doing sometimes games there. I would they they'd like to call it gamification, right? That's always the fun, trendy word. But some a lot of times I'm not. But I'm still doing interactive design. I'm still designing things. I'm still animating things. Um, and I'm still like knee deep in a lot of games in the community, uh, within the company, um, within different like expos and whatever. And those things are just as important as having a job that you know helps you propel. And I, I'm not even talking about a job that necessarily relates to what you're doing if that means that you have to work at a grocery store that isn't draining that you can come home to and work on your portfolio or learning something more in the career that you want to get into that's also just as important because you can get into a job that's related to the career that you want to but if you don't want to work on what career you want to get into then you're you're only hurting yourself i feel so keep that in mind that it's whatever job whether it's because of the skill or because of what it does mentally for you or, or, or whatnot helps to support the career path that you want to get into. So that's what I've always kind of carried away from my, my career. So. Absolutely. So true. Okay. Uh, even more personal now. Wait. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> even more personal. More okay. personal. More yeah. personal. I want, I want to go back in time with you. Let's, uh, we're going to hop in a time machine, Wesley. We're sure. going to go back in time to a little boy booting up a Dreamcast for the first time. And his, this little boy's name is Wesley. Okay. You got to go up to little Wesley back then. This is you, obviously. Yeah. And you're going to be able to tell him everything that's happened in your life so far. All the good, all the bad, all the ups, all the downs. You're going to be able to impart all of your wisdom and knowledge onto him. You're going to be able to tell him everything he needs to know in order to make his life bigger, badder, faster, more successful, however you define that. But if there was only one thing he absolutely had to know, what would that one thing be? I, I think it would be don't, don't be hard on yourself but stay true to what your aspirations and dreams are because you will get there. I, th I think that's the biggest thing is like, we're so hard on ourselves, no matter what it is. Uh, it could be games. It could be, you know, your, your social status or whatever. Um, for me, especially I'm, I'm really hard on myself. And I think that's why 
I, I personally like to help people. And that's what I would say to myself is, you know, you're going to, you're going to feel like you don't have what you need to get where you are, but you'll get beyond that. You know, that's part of the learning experience. That's part of life. Like that's like, you were talking about failure, like failure is just learning. Like I almost, I mean, they're, they're different, right. But I almost feel like they're, they're pretty similar in a sense. Like it's like, you're kind of here and you're kind of moving forward. Right. There was, um, a talk at Pixar one year, one time where they said that, you know, one of their, their quotes that I remember was, it's not about, uh, it's not about, uh, failure avoidance. It's about kind of plusing yourself. It's about advancing yourself. It's taking where you are right now and how to just incrementally push yourself further and further and further. Um, so I, I kind of take that away from me as well. It's like, don't worry about being where you, where you want to be right out of the gate. You know, don't be too hard on yourself um, and, and keep, keep pushing forward for sure. Yeah. Certainly. Okay. Now, Wesley, I know your opinion on failure. I believe that failure is the biggest learning thing that we can have in our life. You know, if you succeed the first time you try something might've been luck, you never really know. Right. But when you yeah. fail, you got to take a look at it. You got to figure it out. It, it truly is this learning experience. So long as you have the persistence and perseverance to push through. So I'd like to ask you, what do you consider your, well, your biggest failure, your biggest learning experience, the, the biggest gobsmack you had in your life. And then what did you learn from it? Oh, wow. Uh, there's so many of them, but I also, I almost repress these things. Cause I'm like, I don't want to dwell on them, but, um, I would probably say usually what it, what it is, 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 is taking too long to decide on making an action. Right. And I would probably say one example of that is, uh, I guess the time that you know, I took to kind of like start teaching myself because uh, I'm right now like teaching myself game development, like because I want to learn more coding, right? Like I, I'm traditionally an artist, but I'm like, man, I, I want to take what I create and put it into like Unity or whatever. And I felt like I had to wait until I was in a certain point in my career where I felt like, okay, like, you know, I don't want to diverge myself and distract myself too much. But there was a lot of where I was internally where it's like, I just want to do it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you feel like you have to kind of eat your veggies and all that. And don't get me wrong, like all your your stuff you need to prepare and plan for, that's fine. But you will hear yourself tell tell yourself like, okay, I know I want to do this, so just do it. Like that's the thing that I feel like I kind of struggle with is just saying, okay, when I want to do something, go for it. Um and if you fail, that's, you know, like I said, it's a learning experience. That's fine. Um, you know, so I, I think that's something is like going in and what I really would like to do is kind of make personal games by myself. And, you know, maybe I can get more people onto it, just kind of drive some of that passion. But I like, you know, I do all these things, right? Like I helped lead a, uh, you know, a game studio, a game community and all this. Like you said, I do a lot of things. So I'm kind of like, well, I need to focus on these, but I'm like, I can't deprive myself of the thing that I want to do. And actually I, I did a, a game jam called Global Game Jam earlier this year with a couple of the folks that I helped run the, the COG group with. And it was awesome. I was like, why haven't I done this years ago? I just felt like I needed to be the person to be able to lean on to. Uh, 
so that if people had questions, like I didn't want to distract myself with making a game and not giving enough attention to the, the other people during the event. So that's what I would say is like, look, just figure out a time to do it because that's important. It really is. It helps not only mentally kind of like feel yourself re-engaged, but it also helps to drive the passion that really makes you who you are. Um, so keep that in mind as you go through, like you really need to drive that passion. Don't worry about the consequences or whatever. I mean, don't just go willy nilly and be like, okay, cool. I'm going to throw in a million dollars and start a business. Like think about it in some instance, but don't be afraid to pursue it. And when, when you feel the time is really good to go, jump on it. Uh, Beautiful. Okay. So you told me that you're working on learning development skills. Um, so I like asking after the failure question, you know, what personal quality or trait are you working to improve on in yourself? Yeah, um, I, I guess there, I guess that's two two points. So one would be like I think I was mentioning before that, you know, I want to work work on the more technical aspect, the the skill set and coding, uh, because I feel like that kind of jives with me pretty well too. Like I, whenever I do art, it's like kind of technical art like i talked about doing 3d rigging and all that i was like cool so that maybe that's how my mind's wired so i want to try more programming uh, as i've done programming in the past javascript c sharp a little bit to be dangerous as they say uh so i want to do more of that but also personally um i've always been because i've struggled i've actually always been trying to push myself to be more open and outgoing and or verbal. <clears throat> and there's many reasons for that. I actually took to kind of combat this because I've been fairly introverted. I mean, I'm very talkative now. Uh, and I think that's because I've, I've, I'm, I'm getting better, I would hopefully say. But um, in some instance, uh, I never used to be like that. I was very introverted. Um, I was kind of the person that was in the back of the class that wouldn't really say a whole lot. But it's really helpful. And the reason you know, when I was like in college, I actually took speech classes. But the reason why I wanted to do that is because I wanted to help people. I wanted to like open up to people, especially those who have a hard time opening up about themselves or talking about what they do or talking about, you know, this or that. But like, if you get the chance to talk to folks and kind of show them their, their worth, because people, I mean, I mean, watching this podcast, I hope they understand that you have worth, right? And there's a lot that you can offer for other people, either that's because of your story or your career, your jobs, your skill sets. It's really important. So that's the other thing is I want to be more open and, and comfortable talking with folks and helping to propel them um, and, uh, and, and just kind of really pushing that forward too, because I, I want to see people excel. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, Wesley, this has been a wonderful interview. Thank you so much. How do people find you? Where are you on social media, contact information, all that, please? Yeah. So uh, you can find my Twitter page. I do post there from time to time. Uh, it's Ryu, R-Y-U underscore Wolf, W-O-L-F. Um, and uh, yeah, you can catch me up at uh, a lot of times during COG events. Um, so Central Ohio Game Dev Group is at the our website at the cogg.com um then not my the game studio i work at is multivarious so m m u l t uh i v a r i o u s.com um and then our game expo that i just found out about an hour before we're collaborating with a local game uh uh, uh convention at the end of this year towards the fall 
uh, called the uh, GDEX, and the, uh, all the information about our expo is at thegdex.com, um, and you'll find all the great stuff there. We're collaborating. There's a lot of board games, speaks, talks, exhibitors, all that good stuff. Tickets are up now, so if you want to check out that, that's a great way to kind of learn more about what I do as well with the communities. So Beautiful. All right. Now, as we wrap this up, Wesley, do you have any final thoughts you want to share or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think just, you know, I think that there's, especially with how things are kind of like starting to open it back up. A lot of things were, you know, very hard last year. I think, you know, I always like to think of it as, you know, things are always going to look up. Uh, even if they, they get down, they're always going to get back up again, right? So I would say if you're struggling right now, whether that's trying to figure out where you are in games or whatnot, uh, just just tell yourself and let yourself know that things are going to be better. Um, just, just, you know, I think mental health is a very important thing um, and that, you know, you need to have that support. So always tell yourself, like, things are bad now, but they will get better. Um, or even just things are just the way they are, right? That's just how life is. I hate to I hate to call it bad, because uh, I don't think it is. But I would say things will always improve, and if you keep thinking that way, you'll be surprised. You know that you'll start looking at the good things, and things will start to look up. One hundred percent. I'm right there with you, Wesley. Thank you so much. I genuinely do appreciate yeah. you taking the time and speaking with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for your help and uh, getting a chance to talk. So absolutely. And for everybody else, I'm going to remind you all. Don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur.